Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Hello, and welcome to this next solo episode. And today I'm going to cover Busan and Gyeongju in South Korea, maybe two places you've not heard much about. But this episode is the last one of the five-month backpacking trip that we just completed. So I'm going to cover these two places and then talk about what's happening next. But the overall summary of the trip will be another episode with guest host, unofficially, Rachel Fox. We'll be coming on, we've got some questions from social media, and we'll talk about that trip as a whole. But today, it's Busan and Gyeongju. Now, Busan is in the south of the country in South Korea, and it has beaches. So if you're looking for that beach break, Busan is the place to go. Obviously, we're based in Seoul initially, so we booked a bus. Now, booking a bus in Seoul and South Korea is super easy. Go to any bus station. They have human beings who speak English and can serve you and give you the ticket, or they have ticket machines. Alternatively, you can book online, but we found that extremely difficult and much easier to go in person. And of course, you can get the bullet train down to Busan, but it's double the price. The price of the bus is 37800 so it's around 38 Canadian dollars. And that takes about four to four and a half hours with one 15-minute break in and out. Get your toilet break done, get your coffee, back on the bus, away you go. And there's no stops straight through. But the price can vary depending on the type of comfort you want. This was just a normal bog-standard ticket. So real comfy seats, big seats, loads of space, storage everything you need. You can book one for another 4,000 more. It's a premium model. Not sure what that offers, but it must be amazing because the one we got was super, super comfortable. We went to the main Seoul bus station. We booked the ticket in advance, I think a day in advance. Got it for the morning, I think 10.30 we left, and we arrived into Nopo subway station in Busan four and a half hours later, right on time, no messing about. And this bus station in Busan is on the end of a subway line. So you're lucky there, pop on the subway line and get into Busan Central. Now, we were staying in an area called Ganjion. Now, this area is more industrialised. A lot of car places there, big roads, not very busy, not touristy. But it is next to Sasang, which is the traditional bustling sort of Asian area with like restaurants, cafe, shopping, all that sort of stuff. And that's about a 20 minute walk between the two. And we're staying 
at a hotel called Hotel Prima. We booked a hotel because it seemed to be the best value that we could find on Booking.com and Hostel World. It gave me about 60% off because I'm a genius member and it cost roughly about 45000 a night. A super awesome hotel, like proper hotel. Comfy beds, huge room, you've got your TV, the bathroom's amazing. Everything you can think about, it's in there. And in terms of location, you are 10 minute walk from the subway and there's nothing around the area you either walk to Sasang or you just get the metro into Busan Central this hotel does come with a breakfast uh, between 7.30 and 9.30 I believe and it's super awesome and lots of choice and also quite westernised so you'll be lucky there they also have all day ramen if you want the ramen you get your ramen packet and there's a little like, stove there get your water on the go boil it up get your ramen in there and it's a free meal during the day. As we got in quite late, we didn't do anything the first day, but the next day, we plan to get down to the beach. So we're going to go for a brunch first, and this place I would highly recommend is called Little Oz. Yes, it's Australian themed, but they have vegan, vegetarian, and Aussie meat options for brunch, and it was sensational. You're paying Western prices, you're paying around 20000 for that and a coffee, so that's about 20 Canadian dollars, but it's situated in the Gwengali beach area. Then after that, we walk down to the beach, and the beaches are sensational. Super clean, almost white sand. It's a super hot day. They've got shady areas on the grass just behind the beach. You can get, if you're lucky and it's not too busy, an umbrella and stay on the beach too. Get your sun cream out. You're going to need it. And it's just such a nice boardwalk around the beach. Super awesome. And we stopped off at a cafe called Casa Busano, which had aircon, but it opened its doors out, and you can sit at the front with a cup of coffee and have a view of the beach. I mean, is there anything better? I don't know. Enjoyed that for an hour or two. Then we walked along the beach, and we decided to go to the next beach along, which is called Hongdae Beach, which is slightly bigger, bigger buildings, bigger beach, bigger area. And we picked a grass area in the shade by the beach, and a little picnic right next to the beach. Super, super awesome. All the amenities are there, your toilets, 7-Elevens, your convenience stores, restaurants, cafes. All the options are there, real clean, real nice, and just super easy. And you can get the metro to either place too, uh, on the green line, which is I think number two line. And it all goes along there, each one, and you can just get off at any point and pretty much walk to any of those beaches. We'd highly recommend this area. Great to chill out. If we had more days in Busan, we would have gone back there. Very much enjoyed ourselves there. For dinner, we popped back into the city near the Lotti mall or department store and i think this is probably the cvd of busan and the metro line is Xiongmyang. i don't know how to pronounce that right it's on the green line you can't fail to miss it very busy area so many options just a super cool area to walk around and people watch and stuff like that but we chose a vegan restaurant called dajion Cafe. super cool restaurant because they run out of food and that's it they close and there's a curfew for how long you can stay there in terms of they close at 7.30, I think, or 6.30 for ordering food. But it's in one of those buildings where there's no English signs and it's up the fourth floor. So you've got to find it. And it did take us a while, but opposite is 7-Eleven. Again, you've got to whack this in Google. I'll spell it for you. D-A-J-E-O-N. And you'll see like a green sign on the wall and it's up there. Probably doesn't explain too much for you. Probably doesn't even make it easy for you, but... Honestly, if you put it in Google and you're trying to find it, that might help you a little bit. Fantastic dinner. I had a vegan bibimbap and ramen. Super awesome. Great food. And it's a family vibe. And comfy seats. Great views. Really nice. And there's a balcony as well. You can sit outside. 
if it's not too hot. Next morning, we went back to the same area, had some admin to do. We've done some laundry, if you want a recommendation for laundry in Busan, called Wash Enjoy Self Laundry. Just behind that Lottie department store, it's coin-operated, easy instructions, got that done. In the meantime of the washing, we checked out a coffee place called Sugamo. So coffee Sugamo is super trendy, and we thought we made a mistake because it's like, the, like a, I don't know, upper-class cafe. They come and serve you in these like weird cups and all this sort of stuff. But the coffee was sensational, and it was normal price, and I would highly recommend it just to go and see it. So coffee Sugamo. And for lunch, we went into Lotte Mall because they have a food court down there. Unbelievable amount of options. I think it's two floors worth. You've got pastries, you've got Asian food, and there's some Western food down there as well. Very meat heavy. We found a few things that were vegetarian. I think I got like a chow mein style chicken thing. And Emma got some pastries from the French patisserie down there. So that has an amazing food court if you want some options. And of course, if you want to do some shopping, it's got all the names in there. Expensive brands to low-cost brands. It's a super, super mall and with aircon. And to finish the day, we've done a bit of research. And there's a cafe near the Semignon subway station called Coffee 9. And it's an award-winning barista who owns that. Unfortunately, he wasn't there at that store because he's based in Seoul at the same name. So the guy who owns the cafe is the award-winning barista and he has a course about how to be a barista and the guy who was serving us coffee took that course past it it's got a certificate in the in the shop it's a real small shop but the, the coffee was absolutely sensational and cheap i think i'd said before south korea coffee is probably about five thousand which is about five dollars a coffee these guys are doing it for two and a half and three and they have it on a sign so if you want a cheap coffee but it's amazing probably one of the best ones i had in south korea go and check out coffee nine so that's kind of Busan first. We do come back to that in a second, but we decided to do a day trip at Gyeongju. Now, Gyeongju in South Korea is known amongst locals and probably some international tourists as like the traditional area of South Korea. And it's got a whole area of greenery, mounds and hills. It's well kept. There's like South Korean traditional houses and villages. Nothing's built big. So it's not like a big city, small time city, almost a small town feel amazing architecture amazing scenery and walkways and there's a river there this is a place you've got to check out you can get a bus there from busan so we were staying in the sasang area went to sasang bus station nine thousand one way so eighteen thousand return takes an hour and you won't regret this place i actually wish we stayed there but day trip got there early and there's a plethora of things to see and do first off get out of the bus station and go and take a walk to Walk Coffee, you won't regret that, a super trendy coffee place on the main street, fantastic, got aircon as well. And I'm going to list all the sites that we saw, but if you go into Google Maps right now and put in Gyeongju, you'll see like, just like bits of green land. These are like walkways and parks that you can walk in, shaded too, and it reminded me of New Zealand because it has rolling green hills and mounds, and there's like loads of tombs in there. And walkways of traditional villages. It's really a cool area. So I'll read them off for you. Please forgive my South Korean pronunciation. But here we go. Darungwan Tomb. Worth checking out. The Royal Tomb of King Michu. Waleong Bridge. That's got a fantastic um, architecture to it. You've got to check that out. Gyeongju. Gyeongjang Traditional Village. Again, you walk through this village. Super peaceful. Traditional buildings. Nice little signposts. And like little cafes and restaurants in there and shops to buy stuff. And Gyeongrin Forest, it kind of is to the side of these villages. 
and it's just a walk way through like this nice forested area lots of trees and stuff huang gongsu temple that was a fantastic temple site and also this is going to be difficult Chongze gondao <laughs> these are sites you put in google maps you'll find just put gongju in there they're all clustered in the same area and we weren't sure where we could see all these but actually if you look on the map right now all that area we did do in a day and it was super hot as well 35 degrees couple that with some breaks some water breaks some lunch you definitely can do all that we also saw like a traditional parade uh these young kids probably like teenagers i'd imagine and there's this one girl in this carriage being carried by four or six guys and it's to depict the traditional queen of the village and that last place i mentioned i'm not going to pronounce it again is supposedly the tallest observatory building in asia it's a bold bold claim um i think some people say it's the first astronomical observatory in asia so there's a bit of information flying about that definitely worth seeing that but these sites are super cool easy to walk around would recommend them if you want lunch recommendation there's a place called bagel bageler they do fantastic savory and sweet bagels not too expensive between three thousand for a bagel that's plain up to maybe eight if you want loads of fillings and they do great coffee and cold drinks that's right in the middle of those and worth a chill out time and also if you walked around the Wolji pond uh, there's national museum there of gyeongju we didn't go in it because we didn't have time and uh, not too expensive i don't think and you can go in there and enjoy all the local artifacts and stuff like that but we walked along the river after that and done a loop of the whole place and it was a fantastic day out and one place i would highly recommend if you want to see more i think i've got some photos on my instagram of that and I've got a really cool photo of a couple just walking with an umbrella and sort of green fields all around. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Then we've got a bus back to Busan in the evening. And these two places are places I did not know much about. But Busan is fantastic if you want a beach break, good weather, chilled vibe, not too busy compared to Seoul, but enough going on to keep you entertained. And Gyeongju is a traditional place to get your traditional Korean fix. It's a fantastic three or four days that in the south. Loads more to see in Korea. It's a fantastic place. And I'd also probably go back and go see all the other places because there's just so much to go and see and do. This country surprised me. I'll wrap it up properly in the summary episode, which is coming with Rachel Fox, but I can't recommend it enough. Fairly pricey. You're going to have to pay Western prices, but great coffee, easy uh, transport for metro trains and buses. People are super nice. Um, great for meat eaters, not so great for vegans or vegetarians, but you can get by. So that's Busan and Gyeongju. Again, social media will have some photos of that. I might even do a reel accompanying this audio set episode. So check out my social media for that. And what's coming next is a summary of the backpacking trip. Also in that episode with Rachel Fox, I'm going to explain what's next for the travels. The travels do continue, but a very, very, very different type of travels. And then after that is the next part of the travels and set episodes will continue. So thanks for tuning in. It's been a great five months. I've seen a heck of a lot. And it'd be cool to wrap it all up in the next guest episode of Rachel Fox. Cheers for tuning in.